Hey bestie, I know you clicked on this video to find out if I'm child-free. Well, here it is. Yes, I'm child-free. Specifically, conditionally child-free. Which a lot of us women should be. And if you don't know what that means, stay tuned. Men baby trap women all the time, especially women who have high potential or are already high achieving, high earning women. Men love to baby trap these women all the time, especially if he knows that she's too good for him, especially if he knows that she has options. Bad men will baby trap you, have children with you, then disengage, leave, and then use the child to manipulate you and have constant, continuous access to you through the child. So I'm telling you this now, as a financially secured, spoiled girly who has a lot going for her, do not ever let a malicious, below bare minimum low effort man baby trap you. Hey bestie, welcome to the Spoiled Girly Support Group podcast where we talk about how to get that bag while also securing your own bag. I'm your host Elle and let's get into it. On today's episode, we are talking about being conditionally child-free and how being so protects us from furthering the lineage of below bare minimum low effort men and the risks and penalties that come with partaking in activities that make you suffer, i.e. allowing a below bare minimum low effort man to access you. We will also cover how you are still creation whether or not you have children biologically. Basically, exploring the worthiness factor of being a spoiled girly, receiving provision from a man, while being child-free. But before we get into it, I need you to hit the like, subscribe, and the notification bell so you never miss a spoiled girly episode. With that being said, let's get into it. Whenever I talk about how women are creation, women are the source, I get a lot of spoiled girlies in the comments wondering about what if they're child-free, are they still the source, are they still creation, can you be a spoiled girly if you're child free. First, we are not reducing women to their wombs, to individual body parts. That is a tactic of people who want to disempower, disenfranchise, devalue, invade, invalidate, and penetrate women and women's spaces. We don't do that here. As an ex-biologist, I am well aware of what makes a stereotypical biological woman. The anatomy, the physiology, all that stuff. Not having the desire and or ability to gestate to birth a human being does not make you any more or less woman. Either you are a woman or you're not, period. More importantly, you don't need to be useful to be loved. You don't need to birth a child to be loved as a woman, as a wife, as a partner. Just by existing, women are useful. You do all these things and God forbid you opt out of doing one thing. Even without creating life biologically, we are still creation. We create art, we create homes, we create community. These are our gifts as women. It saddens me that child-free women don't think that they are due protection and provision from men just because they don't wanna have children. But I'm telling you now that there are plenty of child-free provider men. There's a lot of them. Being child-free is not exclusive to women. So find a man who shares your values and your convictions about children. There is a lid for every pot. So go find the lid for your cast iron ceramic coated cream lacquer say pot, okay? This brings us to being conditioned Additionally, child-free. I love that we are now in a point in time when a lot of us women now have control over our own reproduction. Because up until recently, reproduction was a mandate often used to chain women to subservience and dependence on men. In short, a lot of us nowadays can choose whether we want to get pregnant or not. And it's not just that, we can now also choose the experience of motherhood that we want for ourselves. We can choose if we struggle 
or thrive. And that's what being conditionally child-free is. It's being child-free unless the conditions are conducive to you having children. It's accepting that unless all your conditions are met, you're not going to have children. It's leading a child-forward philosophy instead of a self-forward philosophy. And that's what being conditionally child-free is. It's child-forward. Instead of leading with, I've always wanted to be a mother, which is self-forward, you lead with, what conditions am I bringing a child into? Which is child-forward. As you may know, I have a lot of beefs in the world. And I have beef with people who say that being child-free is inherently selfish. Child-free people are so selfish. They want to keep their lifestyles, spend their money on things that they enjoy, spending time doing things they enjoy. How dare they live the life that I want, but I had to give up because I had children, which I actually now resent. Where's the undo button? Absolutely no shade to the parents who genuinely love their experience of parenthood. They don't resent their kids. But there are people who are so bitter that child-free people are living their best lives. It's giving jealous. Having children can be a wonderful thing and I hope for all the girlies watching this if you want to experience it that you get to have a good experience of it but these people who shade child-free people for being selfish here's why you're wrong child-free people know that it's not within them to have children even if they can afford it because somehow child-free people child-free couples especially they tend to have more money I wonder why. Even if child-free people can afford children, they know it is not within them to have children. Maybe they don't have the emotional bandwidth, they have a genetic anomaly, they have unresolved trauma, or simply they don't want to. Child-free people know that unless you really, really want to have children and are able to provide for them, you should not have children. The truly selfish act here is to have children when you don't want to, you have no plans for taking care of them, and you don't have the ability to take care of them. That's the real selfishness here. I will die on this hill that only the people who really want to have children and are able to provide for their children physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, they're the only people who should have children. And obviously the no-nuance Nellies will say, Well, you're never ready for a child. You can be financially stable now and then things can change. Obviously, life is so unpredictable. You can be financially stable now and then not. You can be healthy now and then not. You can be of sound mind now and then not. But can we at least make good faith decisions? Stop trying to justify your inefficient belief systems, your bad choices with whataboutism. What about if you lose your job, your house, your money, your health? Now what? Okay, no nuance, Nelly. That's a smaller chance of a bad outcome than a 100% chance of a bad outcome when you have children, when you're not financially emotionally, mentally, physically stable, okay? Like, y'all need to go back and take a probability class. Like, if you wanna justify your bad choices, just say that. Moving on, let's talk about people who are obsessed with having children because it's their legacy. I just don't understand how you don't want your legacy to be carried on, bro. Like, my legacy that is me. My legacy is not my kids. My legacy is me. My legacy is my show. My legacy is Amani. My legacy is not my kids because People, average people will be like, oh, I want a legacy, but you're average. You live like a peasant. So what is your legacy? Let's say that you are above average. You're a millionaire. You're brilliant. You, you've made all these contributions to society. Your kid could come out to be a crackhead. Your kids could come out to be a, a school shooter. And that's the legacy? That's your legacy? I don't think that legacies, people even really know what they mean. Because your legacy starts with you. And if you don't have a legacy in your name, your kids ain't got shit to do with your legacy. People think that a legacy is just having kids. No, your legacy is what you set your kids up for. And a lot of people don't got two pennies to rub together but want to have kids and a legacy. What legacy do you have? A legacy of debt? 
You are an everyday average citizen, sir. So you can say, like say that's so selfish, bro. So no, selfish. actually, it's, it's selfish, so selfish to have kids because you think that you're so great that you're going to pass on something great to your kids to the world. You're not that great. She read him for filth. Listen, as someone who is conditionally child-free, if my lineage dies with me, that's okay. Because I am my own legacy. My work here, my work outside of here, how I treat people online, how I treat people offline, all the relationships that I have built, how I have touched people's lives, that's my legacy. People confuse legacy with lineage a lot. So you have these people propagating their lineage, but perpetuating a legacy of poverty and suffering of mind and body. It's very sad and unfortunate. And a lot of us are products of people who didn't know the difference, and it's traumatic. Let's talk about this though. See how that guy kept advocating for her to have children? Oh, now your legacy's gonna die with you. That's baby trapping rhetoric, point blank period. Do you know why I keep telling you that you have so much inherent value and worth? That you are enough just by being yourself? Because I want you to internalize that you are enough as is. And anyone who comes into your life has to add to your life. And any life that you add onto this earth has to add to your life. Children are amazing and wonderful and can really be the best thing to ever happen to you. But you can only appreciate them fully if you have them with the right man and the right conditions for you. Everyone will have different conditions, different standards, so everything has to be right for you. So beware of these men who want women to have children, especially out of wedlock. Like, all these men demanding children out of their girlfriends. Like, men baby trap women all the time, especially women who have high potential or are already high achieving, high earning women. Men love to baby trap these women all the time, especially if he knows that she's too good for him, especially if he knows that she has options. If only she had high enough self-esteem to realize it. A lot of women are more scared of marrying the wrong man than having children with the wrong man. Like make it make sense. Children are a lifelong bond. And men know that. A lot of bad men know that. A lot of bad men will baby trap you, have children with you, then disengage, leave, and then use the child to manipulate you and have constant, continuous access to you through the child. A lot of bad men use children to perpetually abuse their ex-partners. And a lot of the times, the court systems help them do it. The courts help these bad men control their ex's lives the finances, where they live, their new partner's finances. Bad men know all of this and they're counting on you to not know. So I'm telling you this now, as a financially secured, spoiled girly who has a lot going for her, do not ever let a malicious, below bare minimum low effort man baby trap you. Having a child is not important to him. He should be with somebody that wants to have a child. There's plenty of women that have their clock ticking and want to have a child right away. I'm not one of them. If that's such a priority, find someone that's on the same page. I'm not. I'm so disappointed. So disappointed. She has to be a little more flexible. You don't even cry right now. Why should I cry you right now? You are on the verge of losing me and you don't cry. I'm on the verge of you, losing a sure? man are that you? is demanding for me to have a child five months into a relationship. And you want me to cry about that? I'm not going to cry about that. I'm relieved that I'm finding this out about I'm you. I'm not expecting a child from you right now. Uh, yes, okay. you are. If you're going to carry on like this, you're going to lose me. Do you think that I care? It will take two days for me to forget. Okay? Two days. Thank you for letting me know that. Let's look at the comments on this video. Those are the men that beg for a family, then leave you while you're pregnant. And here's the tea. 
He already has a child that he doesn't see. That's the crazy part. Listen to me. You are worthy. You're beautiful. You are the best thing since sliced bread. But to malicious below bare minimum low effort men, you're not that special. What he has done to another woman, he will do to you. If he abandoned his first child, he will abandon you too. Like his actions already tell you what kind of person he is. And you need to trust the actions, okay? And I don't care whatever story he comes up with. Oh, my ex is psycho. She wouldn't ever let me see the kids. Have you ever met a single mom? They would love to have a break from the kids. They would love it if their baby daddy took care of the kids for once, okay? A lot of single mothers would forego child support if the man would actually spend time with his children. Because it is true, father absence hurts children. It's true. So a lot of single mothers would give up some of the money if the father of the children actually stepped up like a good man should. So this was the messy part of the video. He wants a child from this woman but said it'll take him two days to forget her? Period, exactly. If a man's response to you setting and enforcing a boundary is insulting you, run. You need to run, okay? Because that's not what a good man does. And I hate that I have to tell you this, like spelling it out, but I know a lot of the former Pikmishas, the new spoiled girlies, I know you're sitting in front of the class, you're taking notes, good for you. That's not what a good man does, okay? When you set a boundary and enforce a boundary, he should acknowledge it and then move on not insult you for setting a perfectly reasonable boundary. Like, you know that guy on TikTok who has like a giant red flag and he like waves it around, like runs around with it? Like that's what went through my head. Why would you ever wanna have a child with a man who tells you that he will forget you in two business days? I would have been like, I'm sorry, who are you? Yeah, I forgot you, just like that. Two seconds, beat that. He has the crazy eyes, good thing she got away. Okay, let's talk about this because I feel like no one really talks about the evil eyes. So I'm not talking about the blue evil eye that we're more familiar with. I'm talking about the evil eyes that people have. At this point, a lot of the no nuance Nellies below bare middle effort men are gone. So let's talk about this. It could be a cultural thing and I'm gonna share it with you is that I've always been taught to look at people's eyes whenever you first meet them or getting to know them, the eyes tell you everything. I'm just gonna say it, okay? Some people are like that. I can't explain it, but they have accepted Satan into their lives and they have made it their mission to spread evil in the world. And like narcissist wasn't even a part of my vocabulary back then, like they were just bad people. And there was a term for it and it basically means someone with a dark conscience. And I guess scientifically it would be people who are high in the dark triad traits of narcissism, Machiavellianism, and psychopathy. So from a young age, I've been taught to avoid these people. People who have the evil eyes, people who just have like, I don't know, like icky vibes to them, like slimy. Like I said, like it's hard to pinpoint what it is. It's just a vibe that you feel from people. And honestly, it's all in the eyes. We call them crazy eyes nowadays. Like the comments said that the guy had crazy eyes, but they're evil eyes. Like they just have this look that you're an object to them. They don't see the humanity in you. When they look at you, they have like a glass look on their eyes, like a hungry look. And it's scary to be honest. Like when you see people like that, they have the eyes and whatever color your eyes are, like the eyes are kind of like blacked out. I don't know. It's, it's, ugh gives me the heebie-jeebies. Once you start seeing it in people, you can't stop, okay? And I have been right every single time I have been right. Everything's in the eyes. So yeah, I don't know if like my talent being a face reader or being able to clock micro expressions is like a Scorpio thing, but that's also why social interactions are so exhausting for me. Cause I have to like analyze everything and everyone and like, 
draw patterns and it's exhausting and it's so crazy though because I'm always right whenever I meet people and they follow a specific pattern they have the crazy eyes or they just have like this weird look and I'm not saying if they're pretty or ugly like it's not that like there's like an icky slimy vibe I'm always right as to the character of that person and I'm not alone in this okay having to constantly analyze people and draw conclusions figuring out if this person is safe or not that's not unique to me a lot of women feel this way even the non-scorpios you know why because it's prey behavior women are prey we're skittish we're fickle we're painfully hyper aware because we need to be just as much we're entitled because we need to be. Watch that class if you missed it. Whenever we rah 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 about female empowerment, women's rights, the predator thinks it's cute. We will always be prey in a predator's world. We will always be pedestrians in a car world. So it is up to us to be aware of the people we are around and the situations that we put ourselves in. And looking out for evil eyes is one of the things we do to stay alive. Anyway, this is your reminder to not be baby trapped by malicious below bare minimum low effort men. And that you have so much inherent worth and value in a world that is hell-bent on devaluing you. Now get that bag, bestie.